This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Five o'clock straight up in the Southland. Live from Rams Training Camp at UC Irvine, it is Sedano and Cap. And it is time for What You Need to Know, Shinano. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And sitting in for producer Lindsay, take it away, girl. Producer Thank Laura. Thank you. All right, guys, so quick note that I saw Bad Bunny was roaming around your side of town, Chris, Orange County this weekend. I was like, ooh, hey. I saw a lot of videos on social media, but was he really? Well, a Bad Bunny impersonator did a great job this past weekend at the OC Fair. Hmm. People were posting videos on TikTok and IG saying, oh, my God, Bad Bunny's here. He had the whole look, the dark sunglasses, the bucket hat. I mean, he looked like Bad Bunny. I saw those videos. I was like, I would have <laughs> I would have thought it was him, too. Well, people quickly noticed it was not him. So Bad Bunny was not at the OC Fair. If you took a picture and you thought that was him, sorry to let you guys know, but Conejito Malo was not in the OC. But he I also not. no, but I I mean he looked honestly I would have I really would have thought it was Bad Bunny just because he gave that impression. But I'm like he had a bodyguard and everything. He had two bodyguards with him. Like, he, they really played this off. Well, it was probably his boys. They played it off right. That was like the guy who used to impersonate Clay Thompson all the time in oh, yeah. San Francisco and actually got on the court one time. I love that yeah. act. Um, so, hey, this Bad Bunny guy, if anybody walked up on Bad Bunny um, and they tried to take a selfie with him, did he take their phone and throw it? No, he took, vi- he took like, there was videos of people taking selfies with him, and he was just, like, chilling, like, cool. All right, because, I mean, you'd know it was Bad Bunny if he took your phone and he threw it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that only yeah. happened just once like, that we know. Just, just like if it was Cardi B, she'd throw her microphone at you. Damn right she yeah, would. Yeah, but now, all the, now the earlier videos are coming out where she was asking for people to throw water on her. Uh, really? Yeah. Nuh-uh. Well, she was asking a particular place, like, for water. Yeah, 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 partic- yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Not, on the, mm-hmm. not on the front side. The yeah. Side. Oh, they wanted to get on the booty? Well, she wanted to. She was like. I don't know if they did, but she wanted to. She was like, get my booty wet. Well, she was, you know, she She's, showed them the direction of where to go. Uh-huh. Was she twerking? It wasn't quite a twerk. It, a twerk. it was just kind of a, it's there. A oh, it's around. there. Yeah. You but know, when you throw it in the face, I could see why she'd be upset. She did not like that. Yeah. No. That wasn't part of the bit. She no. threw her mic. <laughs> I'm out of here. Right <laughs> at that woman. And then when she threw the mic, she kept singing magically. Oh, really? So that was another story that came out. <laughs> yeah. Although, let's not pretend that we don't know everybody's singing sings through it. Yeah, no singing everybody does she that. Everybody does that. The music kept on playing. Yeah, the music kept on playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's updates That's to that story, singer. and I'll give you guys updates later on that oh, whole okay, situation. Oh, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Oh, did that, we take your 6 o'clock story? Is that what you just said? No, it's okay. That is. Oh, I'm sorry. oh no, that I have another what you need to know. No, no, don't worry. Oh, I got okay, you. Oh, Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, we're here at Rams Training Camp at UC Irvine, the home of the Anteaters. No Gatorade allowed. According to the Anteaters. Just won't let it go, will you? Yeah, well, it's going to be the bit the whole week. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Why are you two so difficult today? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Do this for me. Yeah. Tomorrow. Bring more Gatorade. Yes, and see what happens. Bring like a bucket of Gatorade. Yeah, just bring like another one Gatorade and see if like tomorrow, yeah. Monday's can no I Gatorade. Tuesday's Gatorade is allowed. Yeah, can I get it through? Gatorade not permitted Monday. <laughs> Tuesday, no issue. <laughs> or maybe tomorrow. I should have asked Artis. Wait, do this. You ready? He was here. Tomorrow. Bring a green one. Today, yeah. orange. Yeah. They're like, we don't allow orange. I'm gonna ask, green, that's fine. I'm going to ask. I should have asked Artis when he was here. Hey, man, what's up? They didn't let me bring in my Gatorade. See what he said. Uh, but anyway, before we get to the Aaron Donald stuff, um, the, actually, you know what? Let's save the fight for later. Good, because you know what? Since we're going to talk about the fight later, yeah. I have to talk to you. I finished the Oscar De La Hoya doc. doc. Yeah. Okay? We can do that all after yeah. Aaron Donald. Yeah, and then I had to call my man Jim Lampley to talk about it. Okay. Got very emotional. Oh, okay. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. All right. So let's do that coming up after Aaron Donald, who, by the way, we caught up with on Saturday. Very hardcore football leader to begin with. Sprinkled in some stupidity, as we like to do around here. But then at the end, it was just complete, utter nonsense, <laughs> which is what our specialty is. Uh, here is our sit down with Aaron Donald. Listen to this crowd right here. Yeah. As they should be. They're going to bring him in. They are got to be excited to see the three-time defensive player of the year. Aaron Donald, Super Bowl champion. All right, we'll put this on you right here, big fella. Yeah, let's get you set up, big fella. Thank you so much for joining us. So, you know, another year. How does this one feel, you know, considering 
I feel like you guys went from champs to everything that could go wrong went wrong, and yeah. now you get a new beginning again. Um, first start, obviously, um, coming back with a young team, and um, a lot of people know not what the, don't know what to expect, but um, you know. You, you trust the process. Obviously, you got great coaches, and I'm trying to get the, the young guys going, get everything clicking. But it's it's a, it's a process. Um, got a lot of time to um, get to where we need to be before the first game of the season. So we're just working right now. So, so I was saying earlier, guys like Stafford, Cooper Cup, even Coach McVay, and I just put you into this group have something to prove. George said, "Well, does Aaron Donald really have something to prove?" Not, not not individually. No, I do. You don't want to play on some crappy team. <laughs> no, seriously. Like when I say, but what what do you have to prove then? If you said you do, right? Well, you got to think. Um, last year was my first year in my whole career that I never really, you know, got hurt. My first real injury to the point where I had to sit down and wasn't able to work, wasn't able to do nothing. Um, didn't have the season I wanted um, from a production standpoint. Um, so. Um, you know, so it's not where I want it, you know, so I feel like I got something to prove this year. It's not, I wasn't the, the guy that was where I wanted to be or I had the, the success that I wanted to be, individually success and team success. So um, anytime you have a season like that, you always want to come back like, you know, I'm back to um, square one. Now I got to get back to where I want to be. So, Do you feel like two years ago you guys came here to training camp and you were like, we're going to win a Super Bowl? Do you, is it different out there now? Like, hey, we're not quite as good as we used to be. I don't. I wouldn't be like that. Are you? What's going on out there? Well, it's a young team. It's, 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 you don't know what to expect, right? So um, all you can do is work. All you can do is make sure that the young guys know what they're doing. Even though you want to make sure everybody's clicking, understand how to play with each other, and um, you know, you, you never count a team out. Obviously, um, it's not what you expect. Not me personally. Um, you know. Being at year 10, you know, I didn't expect this to happen, but we're here now. So just trying to kind of trying a way to be, uh, find a way to be a good leader, um, a good player to this team, and, and try to bring the young guys along. And um, hopefully we have the year we want. Aaron Donald with us here, three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl champion with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they drafted a young man on the offensive line that you, I would imagine, have gone head-to-head with here a little bit in Avila. Um, you know, they, they talk about, his size and his girth. Uh, DeMarco Farr, our friend over there, said he had a big head, is what he said. Uh, what do you make of the young man as you line up against him? Um, they've been doing good. You know, obviously in camp, they've been you know, sliding the protection a lot um, this year in camp. So getting a lot of double and triple teams in practice. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but it, it's, 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 it's a part of the game. It's, yeah. it's, it's my life, so I got to get used to it and, and, and got to practice it. But um, they're doing good as offensive line right now and as far as doing what they need to do, scheming up, sliding, and picking up games good. So they're doing good. So I saw you today during practice, and you were lined up way outside as a defensive end. And you've moved all around throughout your career, right? Mm-hmm. But um, is, in terms of, like, losing talent on the defense, does that mean you're going to have kind of a – an expanded role? I don't know. We ain't going to say that to anybody. We're going to see. We're yeah. going to see. Listen, you put this man anywhere. I don't care where. You can put a play him at safety, I feel like, and people will be terrified to, to play against this man. Now, let, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but you're sitting next to a man who played for your Pitt Panthers before you were even born. Okay. Um, he I, was, I like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Hail to Pitt, bro. Yeah, always. He was a kicker. We were jo- DeMarco was joking with him because he played four years, right, as the as the starting kicker. We talked about his worst moment. What was your worst moment, you said? Oh, Aaron, man. <laughs> Missed five in a row at one Missed point. Missed four field goals in a game at Minnesota, but mm-hmm. we won. But okay, we won, okay. bro. Okay. We won. Right. It was a very lonely night that <laughs> night when I got back, you yeah. know. And we went downtown. We went, you know, to, to some bar downtown in Station Square. Yeah. And everybody, when I got there, everybody was like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm like, bro, I don't know, man. It was just one of those days. And then I was, like, literally, like, this guy walking around, stumbling around town. And the next morning, I have, like, my tie all messed up. <laughs> and I go like an idiot. I go get a newspaper to read what they wrote about mm. me. What a dummy. Oh, it just killed me, man. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. a bad feeling. But at least you got the win. Right? Yes, well, that's and, right. and then here's the thing. Next game, first kick gets blocked. Yeah. After Maryland, that. yeah, in the old Pitt Stadium, dude. Yeah. Okay. But they did win the game, yeah. and Demarco asked him if he celebrated, even though they, even though they won the game, the one they <laughs> I did not celebrate. Yeah, I did not celebrate <laughs> my failures, yeah. my yeah. failures. But now you did. You played for Wanstead, right? If I did, he didn't want to get me a. Pick. He recruited you, right? Yeah. But you, you, first year, right? Your freshman yes. year, he was yeah. there. Now you got a Dave Wanstead story that's funny. Well, I was like this undrafted kicker with the Chicago Bears, and yeah. thought I was going to make it because Wanstead's like, "You're my guy. I need a pick guy on this team, <laughs> right? I need a pick guy." And dude, like the second day of training camp, I yeah. get cut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, "What happened, Dave?" Uh, he didn't. He didn't show me any love. Man. That's my guy, man. I love Wanstead. Yeah, He's a good guy. Hey, I saw um, on social media recently. I'm curious to hear about this. You're back in Pittsburgh, and you always train there. Yeah. Um, but Demar Hamlin 
had like a charity softball game. I yep. played with Lewis Riddick. We were locker mates. And I, I saw Lou was there. James Connors, my yep. boy, because, um, you know, Dr. Marks, you know, mm-hmm. Stan Marks. That's my man. That yep. was my mentor. And so um, I saw all you guys with this charity softball game with DeMar Hamlin. Tell us what that was all about. It was really cool. Um, well, he reached out to me. He said, you know, um, I was in, in the city at the time, and he wanted me to come through. He had a softball, man, and, and I showed up. And I had a blast. You know, that was my first time really ever playing softball, so I didn't know how to, what to do or how to do it. But, you know, I ended up having a lot of fun. Man, yeah. and were you good? How'd you do? I didn't do too bad. Okay, I, I, I was better on on a, on a defensive side. That's what it's called. Them yeah, 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 defense. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I hit I hit the ball a couple of times, but I ain't gonna go nowhere. Well, you, you know, know they, we they do a, we do a yearly softball tournament. We need to get you to play yeah, an our out there. Come on, yeah, man, let's get me go, out there. AD. I'm here because Kirk Morrison last year. I ain't do too bad. Though. I really thought yeah. I did better than what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk hit what two home runs? He hit two home runs the first two years ago. Right, two years ago, and then he was just garbage the other day. Yeah, he was not good. Yeah, bad. was pretty good. Yeah, was good. He he was out there. He was he was. We was, he was carrying the whole team that day. We were playing with him. So. That's cool, man. It's so cool that you come back and, you know, you go back to there and, you know, keep that brotherhood going, yeah, man. always. Super you know, cool. Um, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh, born and raised, too. So I'm um, going to go back to had opportunity to, to train at Pitt, you know, um, be training with my older brother to push me, um, you know, to be back to where it all started. You know, it keep you grounded, keep you working, keep you humble. Um, so. Um, you know, it's a blessing to have the opportunity to do yeah. something. Yeah, like and that. then you got to play. You know, you got to play for Sean, who obviously you have a, a long-standing relationship. It's good to have him back in the fold, right? And yeah. I would imagine you and him have had a lot of conversations about that recently. Yeah, or, or... A, a lot. You know, obviously he's a great coach, but um, he's a better person. You know, I, I I love him more just because of who he is as a person. It ain't always about football. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things that go on outside of football, and and he always checking up on me, making sure I'm good, and he's always there for me. So. Um, I appreciate him more for what he do like that. You know, obviously he's an amazing coach, he's an amazing leader, but um, who he is as a person, um, how he's always been there for me, understand what I'd be going through at times. Um, I love him to death, so I appreciate him. Let me ask you this. Um, everybody sees you today, you know, Super Bowl champion, all the accolades, the money, et cetera, et cetera, right? But at what point in your career, is there ever a point in your career where somebody said to you, you can't play defensive line? You don't got the right body for it, man. You're too short to play defensive line. I mean, did, did you have to fight through that you are a different type of player at that position? Well, came out of high school. Obviously, I didn't get get the offers I wanted. They didn't think I was big enough. You get to college, um, have success, then it's time to get drafted. Uh, I, I know you get to probably rush the passer, but I don't think you'd be able to stop the run in this league. Um, and then you get drafted, and, and, you, and you had a success you have, and kind of, you know, shut the haters down and all that, but – you know, I I never let it get into my head. I always was like, I, I just got to just keep working. Obviously, I ain't did enough on the field for them to stop saying that. So, um, you just play the game at a high level. Um, don't worry about what people saying outside, and you just stay focused. And you and you really putting the body of working. Um, the things you can accomplish, the things that you can do, um, is endless. Um, I'm a living testimony of it. Um, just hard work pay off. I never expected to, you know. I always wanted to be good, be great, but I surpassed anything I ever thought just from pitting the body of work and, and, and being here today, year 10, um, 32 years old, started playing football when I was five years old. So um, to be here today, living my dream, um, you know, just blessed. That, that's amazing. No question about it. What an incredible career. Now, one last thing before you go, okay? Um, my guy here, Scott, okay, was, uh, was on the CBS sideline for a game back at the old Coliseum when you guys were playing there, and it was you and your guy Shady McCoy. So he's got a picture he wants to show you here of the three of you. So here's what happened. On the Friday before the game, I said to you in the meeting, I said, hey, man, after the game, you mind if we take a picture? Because my boy E.J. Borghetti, who runs runs Sports Information back at Pitt, he said, get a picture with these guys. It's good for our our records to have all these Pitt guys. So we took a picture. Now, do you remember if you won that game or lost that game? Against the Bills, yeah. No, we lost that game. You do. You do remember. Yeah. Okay. Well, I grabbed you afterwards. I felt like such a jerk. I was like, oh, my God, what a jerk I am. I'm going to ask him to take a picture. You actually look like you have quite a nice smile. I know you do. You're very happy there. Now, now, here's the thing. I wanted to get Shady McCoy's autograph for this picture for you. Right, but I didn't want him to forge it. So what I did is I copied Shady McCoy's (laughs) It just pasted it on. I'm going to call Shady. You know, Shady's my brother, man, so I'm going to reach out to Shady to sign it. Yeah. So, oh, so, so, oh, so it's okay. We'll just <laughs> got it. We'll dump it. Don't so, worry about it. So Greg here says yeah. to me, "Are you going to show up at training camp and ask Aaron Donald for an autograph?" I said, "No, man. I'm going to give him an autograph. He can frame this and put it." <laughs> oh, <laughs> would you like an autograph, young fella? Please, there man, you go. I, I would love man that. to a pit man. Yeah, there you go. Know. pit. I would love it, to. Okay. There all right. Go. All there right. Go. I got one for you right there here. There you go. All right. Now, are you going to sign the one with the helmet? 
I'm going to sign it right here. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm going to get H- shady to sign it, too. H2P. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, there you go. There you that go. is for you. Yeah, that is my you. gift from, from me to you at the start of training camp. I hope that you'll frame that, put it in your office, and when people say, who's that? You'll say Shady McCoy. And when they say, who's that? You go, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, got, guy I no talked idea. to on the radio that used I, to work I'm, at I'm going to get Shady to sign it. Yeah. I love I'm it. I'm going to get him to sign it. I love it. Handsome. Appreciate well, it. AD, always a pleasure, my brother. Thank you so much for coming by and yep. hanging out with us for a few minutes. Yep. Appreciate it. My man, Aaron Donald, ladies and gentlemen, three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl champion with us here on 710 ESPN. All right, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back here from Rams Training Camp, 710 ESPN, your home of the L.A. Rams. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Gosh, that commercial right there from Mario makes me want to make a ultra. Meanwhile, it is Sedano and Cap live from Rams training camp at UC Irvine. Happy birthday, Cappy. Come on, turn the mic on. It's not my birthday. Fat Boy Slim. Oh. That's what they call us. I'm the slim one. Oh, you are. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Wasn't sure. Well, you kind of looked at me with yeah, question like, in your who's eyes. Who's who? Who's Fat Boy? Who's Slim? Also, Wesley Nipes. Uh, Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Nipes. Wesley Snipes' who's birthday. <laughs> Remember that movie Murder at 1600? Did you ever see that one, Jack? Yeah. I like that one. Yeah? yeah it doesn't get enough you know, credit. Like the Blade movies? Blade movies were great. Yeah. But Murder at 1600, I really enjoyed. Also, what was the one he did with uh, Stallone where he was, um, it was Demolition Man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, where he had the, the blonde uh, mohawk. Yeah. Speaking of Stallone, it was Arnold's birthday over the weekend. Did you celebrate? Um, I did not, but I, I did wish Arnold a happy birthday. Did you? I, yeah, I sent him an Instagram DM. Did he text you back? No, he didn't. No. No, he did not. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of that Arnold doc for a quick second here. You, you know, George. the Oscar doc. I finished the Oscar De La Hoya doc. Yeah, I still need to watch it. it it's so great. Good. It's really, really good. Yeah. But but I'll tell you, man. I mean, honestly, like the way I walked out of the Arnold doc, I felt like I learned a lot about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, George, your kind of criticism of it was that it was Arnold giving you the story, and therefore it was kind of like cleaned up a little bit. Yeah, that there was no, there was a lot of stuff that was probably left on the cutting room floor. Let's say maybe, maybe that's the case. I don't know, but but you I thought, just you didn't seem you don't you're not going to try to make the case that was the case in the Oscar doc. No, 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 no. Oh. What was great about the Oscar doc was. Um, how truly, truly, truly screwed up Oscar was right. and maybe even still is. I don't yeah. really know. But um, I kind of just felt like when I got done with the Oscar doc, I learned a lot about him. I, I think I have a better, like, psychological understanding of what was going on in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, the fight against Manny Pacquiao, not giving this away to anybody. He gets kind of beat up, but right. he tells the story yeah. about that's kind of all he wanted was to just keep getting beaten he, on. He, he, like, literally even talked about, spoiler alert, um, like, knock me out and let this be the way it ends. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, fighters, you know, if, you, if they tell their stories, oftentimes fighters have really kind of crazy stories. I have a buddy of mine who who actually was a pro fighter, George, yeah. and, he, and he actually killed a guy in the ring. Wow. Like it, not like on the spot, but like the guy went down, later, yeah. and then like three, four days later, the guy so actually he didn't died. really he didn't really kill him. He didn't kill him in the ring, but he felt like all this right. like responsibility for this guy's sure, death, you know. Of course. And when he finally got back in the ring, it wasn't about winning a fight; it was just about proving to himself that he could get back in the ring. Yeah. And Oscar, when he fought Manny, he was in a bad, bad place. Yeah. You know, 
Um, understandably so, right. and by he the way. old already. By yeah. Way. Oh, and, and, and so in the documentary, Jim Lampley, you hear his voice weaved in because all those sure, fights were fight. on HBO. Yeah. And I texted Jim this morning. Yeah, it's a big name drop. I get it. But I texted Lampley this morning. I was like, dude, I can't believe this Oscar doc. And, like, the two of us were, like, going back and forth about how amazing it was that Oscar, the way Jim described it was episode one was the cry for help. Yeah. Episode two was, like, the like, – it was, like, getting it all out. Yeah, yeah. Getting it all off of his chest, mm-hmm. you know, and, and leaving a legacy for his children yeah. who are a big part of the doc, too, because yeah. he's a terrible but, father. Especially the second part. Yeah. Yeah. So – I'm glad you suggested it. It was good. Um, really good. Yeah. And um, I actually thought maybe we should get Oscar on the show. Yeah, Beto knows him really well. Yeah, so I... I well, why don't we let Beto do the interview that day, and you can just listen to it on the radio. It's a good idea. Um, is Beto in on Thursday? No. Uh, We're here. I know, but I'm off. Oh, what? you are? Yeah. Oh. We have TV. I know. I wish you guys... Schedule. I mean, I've been running promos about unprecedented five days of Sedano and Calf. Right, but I, but like George, who let's not bring up George, encouraged me let's to. No, no, he said, not bring he up said George. get organized when it comes to your vacation days, and I put. You're in, supposed to be the football guy in the show. Well, I'm the football guy who's going to be in Mammoth at the Blues Festival. Oh, Blues Festival. That's right. Mm. Blues Traveler's going to be there. No, oh, gonna the hook there. does bring you back, as somebody once said. That's Last true. Year, it was Blues Traveler. Right. That's exactly who said yeah. it. Right. Right. Priorities. So. Huh? Yeah, priorities. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, has, as in Rachel's priorities. Well, that and ESPN, that um, big Bristol bosses, they, they called me and they said, listen, it's imperative that you take a mental health break. Yeah. You've been working hard. You've been burning it at both ends of the stick. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, we need you to take some time off and get your head together. Now, are you taking time off from the Cappy cast, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 Yeah, it's time to shut it down for a few days. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Time for a little break. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I blame Chris, though, if you want to know the truth, because it's all the softball game's fault. Since that freaking softball game, I've been going 120 miles an hour nonstop seven days a week. You're I, the one who contract time comes. You say you're more valuable than Sedano and want to get paid like it. So. Right. Wow. Right. We met you halfway on this one, and now you're taking days off during training camp. Correct. We'll remember it on the next one. Correct. I figure I better take t- time off during training camp, not during the season. You know what I'm saying? Actually, I think it's it's better to be here for training camp because we're actually here. During right. football season, so, it's not like we're at the games. You well, guys who's, aren't. So who's in on Thursday? I don't know yet. Well, I mean, somebody must have scheduled. Bergman's. He's on vacation. Right. But he take a look. But he but he put the schedule together. Okay. You, know? you want to do this right here? In the meantime, yeah. while he's doing that. <laughs> well, so here's what I was getting at with Oscar. This is why I want to bring this up to you. Yeah. So Beto's in, Oscar. Beto's, Beto's in. in. Okay. So then do the Oscar interview with, when, Thursday. would be great. From camp? Yeah. Yeah. What maybe you, maybe Oscar will come here. Maybe Oscar will be here, like Rob Johnson was here. You know what I'm saying? But here's what I was thinking about. Tell me if you think this is possible. You ready? Yeah. No. <laughs> the answer is already no. Yeah. When you see Oscar De La Hoya say that, hey, look, in that last fight against Pacquiao, yeah. I just wanted to get beat up. Yeah. I, I wanted to maybe die in the ring. That's what he alluded to. Yeah. yeah. After the Crawford-Spence fight, yeah. when you have two undefeated champions. Correct. You would expect that both guys would show up, and on that night, they'd both have their best. Yeah, and Terrence Bud Crawford has had already a number of incredible performances over his career, but that one was the most virtuoso performance I've ever seen out of him. You know, And that says a lot. Right. You, you see a, a kid go to the Olympics, and she's been a figure skater her whole life, right. and she gets to, the, to the, the, the medal round, and she falls. You know, and you're like, girl, yep. this is your whole life. Yeah, what happens? And it happens. So with Terrence, with, with Errol Spence, Errol Spence Jr., yeah. the question is, was there something wrong with him? Because after the fight. Big catch there. After the fight, they said, dude, what happened? He said, the better man won, no yeah. excuses. Right. But something was wrong with me tonight. Yeah. What was wrong with him? Uh, he did not look himself. But nonetheless, I, I think that his if I had to guess, his game plan going into this, whoever created this game plan for him, whether it was him and his team or et cetera, whatever, they completely misjudged how great of an impact that Bud Crawford's jab would have in that particular fight. Which, honestly, I don't know how you missed that part of the equation because it's kind of like something that's pretty well known that, you know, he grew up um, a southpaw. But because he broke his hand, or I forget the specific injury, but I'm pretty sure it was he broke his hand, he had to learn to fight 
orthodox, mm -hmm. right? So that's why his jab became as strong as it became. Because he's a natural left-hander, mm -hmm. so now his strong hand is his lead hand. Yeah. Um, so it, it was very strange that that they didn't take account of that going into the fight, because that's really what set up the whole fight. Was he just he was getting him with the jab, and then eventually that's it. Once he had him set up and he could he could find the right distance on him, that's it. It was over at that point. But I, I actually don't really know or think that it was a game plan problem going in. Uh, oh, I think Bud Crawford was just better. Right. He's better. But, again, all I'm saying is... is Stronger, that faster. Well, in theory, Spence is supposed to be the faster of the two guys. Um, but Crawford is not like he's some slow guy. So, because he had more power, because he has... I, I thought he also had just better technique. Like, as a, if I looked at the two fighters and I've seen their fights over the years, I would say Crawford is the more technical fighter. So, when you're talking about a guy who's, who's more sound technically, who's going to be stronger, and it's not like there's a huge disparity in speed... It's why going into it, I said I like Crawford in the fight, but you know, and you know, we'll see because this is supposed to be the fight of the decade, basically. Well, this fight was over before it started. Uh, well, first round went to Spence, but no, after no. that it was no, over. no, no. Before the first round, before these two guys hit the ring, this fight was over. Why? Because Eminem came out. You're with, damn right. With, with Bud. You're damn right. Yeah. When when the crowd went nuts when Eminem when Eminem yeah. shows up yeah. for Bud Crawford, yeah. <laughs> and he's jamming out. Yeah. Right. And, listen. A lot of guys have rappers take them to the ring, yeah. but very few have somebody of Eminem's status in yeah. the rap industry. Yeah. Once Eminem took to the mic, that fight was over, Jack. Yeah. And and I love the post game uh, press conference. Like, uh, yo, uh, Bud, how you get Eminem? Open up the show. He's like, I don't know, man. I sent him a DM on Instagram. Yeah. He's like, I just sent him a DM. I told him, hey, man, I'm a huge fan. Can you can you do this? And he was like, dude, I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm there. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. That I fight was over. That. You should send somebody an, an Instagram DM and see if they'll show up here. And maybe you I, can get a new girlfriend. I did. No, no, I don't need a new girlfriend. Oh. I did that. I did that with. I, I did that here earlier today. With who? Uh, geez. Um, who was here earlier today? Jim Everett? Yes. God, I can't you believe DM my... Jim? Yeah. I thought you said oh, you I thought you Jim hated him. you. No, Jim doesn't hate me. I DM'd him. I'm like, yo, man. I'm like, it's good to get you back on the show. Oh. You know? Yeah. By the way, on Saturday night, I did not get the fight, but I was just keeping track by looking at Sedano's tweets because tr he's live scoring the fight. I know. I was for three rounds, and then I knew it was over. Do and you, then I stopped scoring. But you don't do anything like that for your audience. No. You're not live scoring. Nope. No, I'm not. Not live and scoring. And I was comparing his scoring to JT, the John the Brick. Uh-huh. Because JT's a big Vegas guy. Yeah. A big boxing guy. Yeah. And I think Sedano's scoring was more accurate than no, John. I didn't do that. Yeah. No, After the that. third round, I stopped scoring because I saw, like Cappy saw, this thing is is not going, not going to be close no. anymore. No. I mean, I think um, as for Spence, he'd never been knocked down in but his career. I love. No, he had not. He got knocked down several times. Now I love that Bud. You talked about Errol's post-fight interview with Jim Gray, the venerable Grim, Jim Gray. That's right. Um, <laughs> Bud, when he was asked, like. I mean, did you see before he even got to Jim Gray? Like, he went up to Errol, and he's like, hey, man, thank you for the opportunity. Well, like, he could not have been more humble in this approach. Like, it was so great to watch. Which is interesting. It was awesome. Because on Friday. Great sportsmanship. Right. But on Friday at the press conference. Yeah, there was some. Uh, yeah, they're selling the fight. I mean, of course. That's promotion. Yeah. Right? But still, the end bombs that he was dropping made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. You, okay. We should both I, be uncomfortable. All I, I was here. not comfortable listening to that sort of language. Yes. And then after the fight, he was as, like, Christian and as God-loving. You saw he's dancing with mom. That's you know, his thing. He does yeah, his thing. You know, thank God. Couldn't do this without God. You know, yeah. like, he went from being, like, a gangster on, like, you know, uh, Friday to being the most darling guy there was on he Saturday is, after the fight. He's a darling. I've gotten a chance to interview him over the years. He's he's always been really, really kind and very, very sweet. Can I just tell you one, la one last thing here? I'm going to tell you one last thing here. You know what bothers me? Is, is the post-fight analysis, please, to all of our friends all throughout the sports media. Yeah. Boxing is boxing, and mixed martial arts is mixed martial arts, but I really can't stand this new way of calling boxing a combat sport. Is it a combat it sport? Is. Yes, it's a combat sport. Yeah. Is combat sport a new phrase? Yes, it is. I mean, Boxing's not that, boxing. Not that new. Boxing is a boxing match. It's not a combat sport. No, but it's cool. the genre of the sport is combat sport. It's annoying. It's annoying when you get guys that are like now they're like UFC slash boxing. Yeah. They're combat sports right, experts. Like, there's other combat sports. I'm a boxing guy. Okay. 
and I'm a boxing purist. Yeah, you're such a boxing purist that uh, just because you text Jim Lampley, you're right. a boxing I'm a bo- purist. That's, that's why. I'm a boxing purist. <laughs> Not because purist. you actually watch boxing. No, no, that yeah. too, because yeah. I'm a boxing purist. Yeah. Your dad, no, right. that's a boxing yes. purist. Well, Charlie's got a lot of money over the years on boxing. Yeah. He's had, he's had fights thrown, I'm sure. Well, there are a lot of people that were that were questioning if he threw that Minnesota game I told you guys about last week where I yeah. missed the four field goals. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think he may have influenced yeah. that game. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up next, speaking of games, Radio Tinder, award-winning Radio Tinder, live from Rams training camp at your home of the L.A. Rams, 710 ESPN. Little after 5.30 in the Southland. Shadano would cap your Monday afternoon live from Rams training camp, Radio Tinder time. You know we like to play a TV theme. How about this? This is the love theme song from Lois and Clark. You know why, Jack? Because Dean Kane put, turns 57 today. Really? Wow. He played uh, Superman in that thing. 57? Yeah. yeah. He was also a 90210 for like two episodes. Yeah. Meanwhile, Radio Tinder time. Don't forget about our sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Now, producer Laura, because Lindsay's out today, she'll be back tomorrow here at training camp. Back sure about that? Back from vacation. Yeah, I'm sure. I talked to her today. Why are you trying to start problems? I'm not starting any problems. I'm just wondering if you're sure. I didn't know if you checked the schedule or not. I did check the schedule. Okay. And I talked to her today. She'll be back tomorrow. All right. She's got a morning flight from Cleveland. Oh. You know she'll be listening to Cleveland Sports Radio on the way here. Well. Meanwhile, anyway, Laura's going to help me out with Radio Tinder. But first, a story I want to talk about today. Oh. Our ownership group, Good Karma Brands, today announced the news that they are handling now the sales and operations for the ESPN Radio Network and the podcast division. Them and so, Freddie Coleman. Yes. <laughs> So congratulations yeah. to Craig Carson, Steve Pulitzer, Sam Pines. We've known them a long time. They've already made a difference here in Los Angeles and New York with these radio stations. So congratulations to our company, Good Karma Brands. And you know yeah. it's just a matter yeah. of time. Look, Pines, if you're listening, go sell my guy Freddie Coleman a little bit, okay? Give that man some love, okay? But you know it's only a matter of time before Cappy is hitting them up for a network show. Yeah. Right, hey guys, I can do can Saturday. Can I do on the weekend? Oh, oh God, no. No, 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 no. No Saturday. That's not true. You've no Saturdays. absolutely hit them up about the weekend. Absolutely. Before. I will not work on the weekend. But no you've chance. hit them up before about weekend. What do you mean I've hit them up? Hit who up? Who have I hit up? See, we know You've told me. I my my <laughs> it wasn't agent, even it wasn't my, even my agent you, wants my this wants is you me, telling me out of your own true. mouth. My agent <laughs> wants but by the way, my agent wants me to do weekends on ESPN radio because he's like, This is a great way to get in front of all these executives at back east who don't even know who you are. And I'm like, brother, not Jack. Brother, I am not doing weekends, man. Not oh, happening. Rachel would not have that. No, she's not having that. Could you imagine? Yeah. Wait a second. You got off the air Friday night at 7 o'clock. We didn't have dinner till 8.30, and you're back on the air the next morning at 9 a.m. till noon. I can't have brunch. For pennies? <laughs> yeah, forget it. Well, I don't know if it's pennies. Well, that's well, what let's she, not, let's she not say the, that. She would do the math. She would do the math. Ooh. She'd be like, this is how much you're going to make. This is how much time you're going to spend. This is how much money we'd spend. This is how much. Now, how, what about the amount in alcohol that you two spend? This is the time you're taking away from this relationship. Is it really worth it? It, pal. To me, it's worth it to not Jack. spend time with Rachel. Well, you, you don't oh. have to spend time with her. She hates me. That's she, why. Well, that's because you've done some inappropriate things. Yeah. You know what they are. <laughs> you asked me to do that. I did not ask. You had a videotape out. I did not wow. ask. Wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, producer Laura continues with Radio Tinder already in progress. Wow, that uh, took a turn for me, but uh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> and on that note, Cappy, when I saw this story, I thought about you. There is a new attraction called Swingers, and it's coming to the Las Vegas strips. Now, don't get too excited, Cap. You mean Cap. the movie? No. Don't get too excited, though, Cap. This isn't that type of attraction. It is adult only, but it's mini golf, okay? I saw an article on Golf Week, <laughs> and it said that Swingers is set to open on location in Mandalay Bay in 2024. The venue will be 40,000 square feet and three stories tall. Swingers will have a five-foot course alcoholic beverages of course and live music from djs so would you guys be down to go together to the swingers once it's open swipe right or swipe left cap you go first you're asking if me and george would go to swingers together yes. you guys have to go together that's the key well, i'm a swipe right you're good with the putter yeah i'm sw- i'm a swipe right sure let's go i'm gonna swipe right and say hey george Let's go swinging, you and me, buddy. Yeah. Let's go out there looking for some action. In Vegas. Yeah. Let's yeah. go to Vegas. Let's go to Swingers. Let's look for some action. Let's do a beautiful thing, and then we show up, and we're at a mini golf course. Yeah. You know, not at some cool gentleman's club. Yeah. Can you hear, can you hit it through the windmill? 
He used to be able to. <laughs> yeah. Not as much anymore. Yeah. I don't know, man. I told you guys I took that shot last week of that NAD plus. Yeah. I think I can put it through the windmill, no problem. <laughs> tell you that right now. I charge right through that windmill. Oh yeah, did you bring an extra shot for you can give me a shot in the car? I was gonna give you a shot, but I, I don't know. Do you want me to give you a shot? Well we're going in and out later, George, to recreate my video over the weekend with the uh, flying Dutchman and the dangling onion. Have you seen this? Cappy wants to recreate it this Have you seen Saturday this video? Night. Did you no. see you didn't see his video? No. It's where Chris like leans into the camera real close and then Bergman's kinda like behind him like little Bergie. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Like I got little Cappy, he got little Bergie, you know? And then Bergie's like sitting there, he got a full double double bread and everything. Chris has six burgers in front just of him. Just the flying Dutchman, just right. the meat. So yeah. the meat with cheese, the onion and the on onion. top. Remember right. yeah. we talked about Onions the whole onion? The bun. Yes. And yeah. then he he's, takes his bite of it and it's delicious. But it's juicy. so hot. Right. And he's like, oh, 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 oh yeah. And then like half the onion pulled down. <laughs> his mouth right you know it was a dangling onion and it was adorable it was really really cute that could be another menu item the dangling the, the dangling onion not a bad idea we're gonna tr- hit some some flying dutchman tonight are you gonna well, try to the like meat, the burgers catch it right yes if the it dangles cappy <laughs> yeah from his what mouth? if we try to recreate the uh <laughs> the spaghetti thing the, with the, the lady in the tram yes right. lady right. in the tram right. what, yeah. we use we use the, the onion, onion yeah. as the spaghetti scene from yeah. lady in the tram <laughs> That's what I thought of when you guys talked about it. And I was like, oh, that's what you guys are trying to recreate. All right. Uh, and we're going to swingers <laughs> to play mini golf. <laughs> hey, I thought of you. I just thought that was your place to go. Alcohol, the name, golf, you know. All right. These are the things I think about, Cap. All right. No, anyways. I'm going to take the boo. <laughs> no, you're not taking my man. So anyways, uh, this is something. Not to swingers. We, no, no, not to swingers. That we talked about last week on Mason and Ireland, full disclosure. But I wanted you guys' opinion. So baby Rexa publicly shamed her ex, confirmed now, ex-boyfriend on social media. She went to IG to post a screenshot of a text message her boyfriend had sent her. And here's an extract of this. I always said I would be honest with you and your face was changing. So I told you it was. That was a conversation we were having and you asked. Because I care, I would rather... Oh. You would, would you have rather I'd lied to you? You gained 35 pounds and obviously you gained weight and your face changes. Should I pretend it didn't happen and that's okay? Now, obviously, the screenshot was bigger and there was a lot more said, but I felt like he was really nice on it. But my question to you guys would be, would you be comfortable telling your significant other if they gained weight? Swipe right or swipe left? Sedano. Well, Sedano just got up because a couple of ballers just walked by. I saw Ryan Clark from ESPN. I said, George, go over here and say hello to Ryan Clark. The other gentleman who he's talking to, I got to – oh, I bet you that's Channing Crowder. I think that's who that is, uh, who is a linebacker, I want to say, for the, for the Dolphins, and then got into radio in Miami. So I'm, like, almost sure that's who that is. And so George had to get up and go say hello, and I wanted him to go say hi to Ryan Clark because I wanted okay. to bring Ryan Clark over here. Okay, sounds so, good. What about you, Cap? Swipe rep, I don't swipe even know. Left? I have no idea. I'm swiping left. You're like, I didn't and hear I, the question. Yeah, I didn't hear any of it. They were I, so amazed by Ryan Clark walking up. We like Ryan Clark. It He's stopped good. everything. Yeah, we like Ryan Clark. It brought it's everything okay. to a halt. Yeah. It's all yeah. good. Basically, my whole thing was that a, an artist shamed her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I don't know who that girl is. Who it's is okay. she? What's her She's name? She's a singer. B.B. Rexa. Yeah. yeah. You don't know B.B. Rexa? No. Okay, Come on, man. Man, get, get it together. But the whole question was, would you feel comfortable telling your significant other if they gained weight? Swipe right or swipe left? Um, I'm going to swipe right and say that I will, I will feel comfortable telling my significant other that I think she gained weight if she had. I would feel comfortable. What is it bad it? to do that? No, I don't. I think in the way that because she asked, I don't think it was bad. And I feel like if you're doing it based on concerns, like health concerns, and you have a good relationship, it should be okay. That's just me. Like, can I can I tell you? I honestly, I had this conversation just recently with my daughter, who I said to her like, I'm like, hey, listen, and she lives up in Boise. I'm like. I think you should make some different kinds of choices. Like I tried to make it really positive. I'm like, I started with you're so beautiful and you're so awesome and I love you so much, but I just think you should maybe consider the choices that you make. You have this conversation with me sometimes. I mean, sometimes. I appreciate it. Yeah. I don't take it the wrong way. No, I mean, it's not personal. It's intended to be motivational. And, yeah. and I said, and I'm going to make some different choices too, you know? I think Ryan Clark, I Sedano. Ryan Clark just <laughs> gave Sedano the bro hug and said, okay. I'm and he walked you. the other direction. And then he's like, I got to go, man. I ain't got no time for you. See you. Peace out. <laughs> I know, Chris, you're I like not, Ryan Clark's work. You're I not like Ryan a, Clark's work on ESPN. Chris, I know you're not you're in a relationship, that. but would yeah. you what? feel comfortable? 
I mean, you're, you're not. not in a relationship? You clearly, no. you say all the time, but if you had a significant other, would you feel comfortable? Uh, sure, why not? And then they'll say something to me, and then it'll be a fight, and then I'll go find another person because oh I'll be God. out of a relationship. <laughs> so, wait, so you're not in A. But are you in several? Well, you stop. Why I mean, do you I'm have to ask problems? L- just asking. Listen, he has friends, okay? Yeah, I got oh, friends. Oh, he got friends. Yeah, he got friends. Sedano's back from he the Ryan friends. Clark adventure. All right, let me see if I knew who that was that you were talking to. Right. Don't tell me. Well, bef- the, the two, there was two guys. Right. Yeah. So the first guy, Ryan Clark, I know from ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other guy, I said to Chris, I think that's Channing Crowder. It was Channing Crowder. Which I don't know where I pulled that out. I, I couldn't get Jim Everett out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that didn't sound right. I could not get Jim Everett's name wow. out of my mouth like 30 seconds ago, right? But somehow I came up with Channing Crowder, of all people. Yeah. Channing Crowder and Ryan Clark work together. They have uh, the Pivot Podcast, which is very popular. Um, a lot of the athletes come through there, um, and it's them two and Fred Taylor, who I believe is there, too. I didn't see Fred uh, earlier. Oh, I didn't, know who Fred, I didn't know which one Fred Taylor was. Yeah, so they um, – and their podcast is very popular on YouTube, very popular on, uh, on, on podcast form as well. And, uh, yeah, Channing and I go way back. I mean, uh, you know, he played for the Dolphins. I covered him back in the day. And I, he's been a talk show host in, in Miami, and then he does this big national platform with Ryan. I cannot believe that I got – I figured out who Channing was. Yeah. And I said to Chris, I go, I think what happened is he played linebacker for the Dolphins, then got out and got into radio, and that's probably how George knows him from Miami. Right. But Ryan Clark, I like. And I see Andrew Whitworth, Big Wit, is in the house right over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. he's over there too. You know, let's get him over here. We'll Spend work a little on it. time. We'll work on it. All right. So, uh, they were at Oxnard earlier today. They, oh, they were doing double Cowboys today. Yeah. Yeah. Those two, they were uh, they were doing some stuff up there, and now they're down here. So. Wonder if they stopped at Topper's Pizza in the 805. Uh, I don't know. I'll ask them. Okay, please do. Yeah, if I run into them again before we're done with the show. How was Radio Tinder? Radio Tinder was awesome. You yeah. missed Laura. It was probably her best Radio Tinder ever. Yeah, she was great. She great had job, awesome Laura. stories. Thanks, and, guys. And we were all really into it. Yeah. No, they weren't, but it's okay. Well, <laughs> I was. First but when all. you guys saw Ryan Clark, I mean, I know, the, the two whole, of us. everything stopped. I know, like Paul McCartney just <laughs> well, showed up. Cappy was like, I, Cappy sounded like you wanted me to get him on the I show. I did. I wanted That's what he I, wanted I don't to know do. Ryan. I've only met him a couple times, but I, yeah. I can like, just hey. tell by his body language he was having no part no of it. No part of us. No part of it. Yeah, it was a quick. He was, well, he said to me, I got to go, I'm going to go watch some football. Like, he's preparing for the season, man. Yeah, you should try to prepare for the season. I am. I'm here. I'm at training camp. Not Thursday. <laughs> so, you know, he's talking to Big Witten over there. He's getting the lowdown on this Rams team. Yeah. He's getting a good feel for it. That's why he won- he's an Emmy Award winning broadcaster. Hey, good for him. I like Ryan Clark. He's the best. I like him very yeah. much. All right. Can and I'm I just- glad that. Go ahead. Go ahead, Laura. No, sorry. no, no, no. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I'm. I, they're two of him and Channing are two of the, the like sweetest like people I've ever met like such nice dudes like sweetheart of of a, of a guy both of them so I'm just glad they're working together you know that's kind of cool and they're if you haven't seen their stuff on YouTube or on podcast form check it out the pivot it is great stuff oh my oh my taking a look at practice here I'm, I'm prepping for the season Stetson Bennett yeah the quarterback that was drafted out of Georgia went to throw a pass and the ball came flying out of his hand yeah like not the wrong way forward yeah, 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 so yeah. I think that might have been considered a fumble yeah yeah, Ball yeah. Just went fell out the out back door, as we like to say. Maybe he's got small hands. Yeah. By the way, remember, uh, remember, <laughs> reminder, Cam Akers next hour yeah. after practice is over. Cam's been out there making a few plays. He has, he has. Um, by the way, I know that Radio Tinder's over, and thank you, Laura, again for your job uh, on Radio Tinder and today back in the studio along with Funchy. Um, we're going to talk about Jacob Amrani here in a second. I saw Jacob Amrani yesterday at the Dodger game. Really? Rough Dodger game, though, obviously. Yeah. It was 9 uh, nothing. Not a good not a good game. Did you see good... the beautiful family portrait that's in on a It was really nice. It looked like you guys got nice seats under the shade, yeah. which well, was really nice. He had a 1 o'clock game. Yeah, you know? No and, um, and, yeah, the Dodgers, the last two series in particular, Toronto and Cincinnati, man, they've lost these two series. But, listen, we are now, I don't know, tomorrow by this time, trade deadline will have come and gone. Yeah. And they're going to make this big move. So Verlander is the chat. Uh, chatter, rather. Um, we'll see if that actually happens, but we'll get to that in a second. From Rams training camp at UC Irvine on a Monday afternoon. On this day in 1995, yeah. Salida's Dreaming of You debuted at number one on oh, the I Billboard say, chart. We did this the other day, but it was the anniversary of her, yeah. oh, her birthday, rather, right? It, yeah. 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 It was her first English album. That was when we talked about LZ crying. Remember the morning show? <sighs> Selena became the first Latin artist to debut at number one. I do remember telling that story. Yeah. He did. He cried. Now Laura's going to get mad. I see no Why problem not? with that. She's not mad. No problem. Because we were laughing at LZ. Well, we were laughing at LZ. You guys yeah, are so rude. Was like, so rude. So <laughs> rude. I mean, it's just like. 
<laughs> it was it was funny that he was like crying, like yo. I mean, Don't forget, we're at Rams. I didn't you're such a big Selena fan. <laughs> we'll be here tomorrow and Thursday. Come on out and get your free tickets right now if you want. And it was a tragedy. Us. No one's denying that part of it. TheRams.com/slash/trainingcamp. Free tickets to join us tomorrow and Thursday afternoon. Then we'll be here over the weekend. Mace yeah. will be out here. Travis, Kirk Morrison, yeah, Marco Far, yeah. So get your free tickets right now. TheRams.com/slash/trainingcamp. Yes, sir. So, uh, speaking of Mace. Oh, you had Del Mar with him. By the way, Chris wants to do some wants us to do some play-by-play. No, you play guys did this point. Saturday. Everybody enjoyed oh, it. everybody loved it. The play-by-play. Yeah. Play. We were awesome. I'd George, you ready? You ready? Hold on. I, gotta, I think you got to stand up, Cappy. I got to bring up the um, the uh, depth chart here real quick, but we can work together on this because now they're a little far away, so it's harder to see. Um, but anyway, yeah, go tell us about Del Mar while they get a little closer. So, Mace yesterday comes down to Del Mar. Brings uh, Juan with him. Yeah. And um, Mace came armed and dangerous. Yeah. With some picks from a very high caliber handicapper. Right. And you told me he was rocking and rolling. Killing it. Yeah. Mace was playing tri boxes all day long. Okay. And he was doing great. And he's like, winner, winner, winner. And then everybody started to go, well, wait a second. We want to bet on what you're betting on. Loser, loser, uh, loser. As soon as, that's Mace, how it works. as soon as he gave away his picks, yeah. he started losing. So then he stopped giving away his picks. And then win again. He started winning again. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. The uh, betting gods will do that to you. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's how it works. Gave him quite a tour, though, George. Yeah. I'd like for you and your family to come down before the summer is over. Yeah. Not going to happen. He's not going to do it. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of time. I understand, obviously. but like he you could know, have all the time in the world. He ain't coming. He's down still there. not coming down. Nope. Huh? No, he don't. He don't come south. He don't head south. I'm man. here. I'm south. Well, you don't head further south. Yeah, south, this is south south. Yeah. Well, listen. Mace came down. He got to see the ponies up close in the uh, yeah. in the in the paddock. Yeah. We went back to the barn. We fed the, right. the ponies carrots, and yeah. we we you know talked to them and yeah. we petted them and everything. Yeah, I mean, you loved know, them. Your I don't kids wanna, would love it. I don't want to do a two and a half hour road trip with my two children. Like that's not fun at this stage of my life. Did he interview one of the ponies for his culture pop podcast? <laughs> <laughs> he did not, but I think I may have booked him a couple other guests while he was there <laughs> for the culture pop that, podcast. That is funny. That is funny. So it was a good day with Mace. It was a great day with Mace. Awesome. Yeah. I, I tried to like get him to come out for dinner afterwards. I think he'd had enough of me, my mother, my father. My drunk comedian friend, one of my comedian buddies came yeah. mm-hmm. and drank a bunch of tequila. Yeah. Because I was paying for it and he wasn't. Right. And uh, he got drunk and loud and started working on his act in front of us. Okay. You know? And so then Mace was like, I think I'm good with you guys. Like, you guys go. Okay. Did Mace realize how you are the mayor of Del Mar? That's a good question. Um, at one point when I walked him down to the winner's circle, he's like, that's just the way you do it? You just walk past everybody? And I'm like, yeah, you know. I've done this enough times. Yeah, we've been here 20 yeah. years. We're good. Right. They know us. Friends, great friends. Stay great with. friends. Great That's friends. right. That's right. Yeah. Back-to-back winners. Yeah. yeah. By the way, you really stole that joy from me on Saturday as we were sitting here. Well, TVG said your, your horse finished third. And, they, and you're calling the race. And I'm like, I think we won. Like, I'm looking at your phone. I'm like, I think we it won. It was a photo finish. And you're like, ah, you didn't win. And then like 20 minutes later, it was the circle of trust on Twitter going, guys, you won. Right. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Just TVG took the pleasure from me. TVG's app wasn't that good. Blame TVG. Yeah, I'm with you. You got to blame somebody. You can't I, take blame. I was I didn't? I'm. I know how to read a number, and your horse that the, the third horse was number was number three. I don't know. That's the questionable. Top down. That is now questionable. But clearly. Man, it's, cra- it's crazy here how packed There's it is. a lot. Well, this this group is louder today than I think Saturday's was. Saturday was hotter. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they have more energy because, yeah, yeah it's, it's nice and cool today. Uh, borderline cold. No. Yeah. Cool. No, it's not. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like, I'm fair weather like that. Oh, my God. All right, let's get in here. All right, here you go. Brett you the number one offense. Is in the gun. Yeah, because no Stafford today. He's taking a break today. So, Rippin is in the gun. We got Higby in motion. Five-step drop. Launches one towards the sideline to Higby, and he's caught, gets two feet in. Big first down there for Tyler Higby as he scampers out of bounds. In coverage there was number 22 for the defense. That's Sean Jolly. And let me tell you something, George. Sean Jolly is way oversized. He's a five foot nine, 180 180-pound second-year player at Appalachian State. Yeah. And when you look at the tight end position for the Rams, big advantage on the offensive side. Right. Because that's a small DB at 5'9", taking on a six-foot, five-inch tight end. Yeah, Tyler Higby is a big dude to begin with. And then you add in the fact that, you know, 
He's going up against a little dude. Yeah. He looks even bigger. But Higby, man, what a beast that guy is. He's a he's one of those guys. You talked about safety blankets for Matthew Stafford, you know, Cooper Cup. Higby is one of those guys, too. So here's your boy Stetson Bennett under center. And he hands it off on a jet sweep to a receiver that I can't see the number over there. Number 14. I think that was 14. Yeah, 14 That's, is Tyler Johnson. Right. He's a third-year man out of Minnesota, George. Six-foot-one, 205-pound young man. He's a free agent that was acquired by the Rams here uh, this past offseason. But what I liked about the play design was yeah. it kind of looked like an old-school Sean McVay misdirection come through on the, you know, uh, and take the ball and go the other side. Was that a good description? I don't know what That was a horrendous yeah. description. Yeah, yeah. Just in happened. other words, he was in motion, yeah. and then they handed the ball off to him, hence called the jet sweep. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It was good. Jet right. sweep. Yeah. Anyway, so it's good. Stetson Bennett <laughs> is under center here. Johnson in motion. Uh, Bennett rolling to his left, throws it on the run. Uh, can't see the wide number receiver. fourteen and again. again, that's again to Tyler, Tyler Johnson, Johnson, who picks up a decent amount of yardage. They're still be shy of the first down, so it looks like it'll be third and three coming up here now for the offense. Again, they're a little far away now. This angle way better than what we were working with on Saturday. It's just with the crowded group over there from that distance. I don't know if I can make out who's. Well, we're who. at field level. Yeah, and we're we're in the end zone. Right, and, and they're we're coming our the direction. Defense. Right, yeah. so right. we're defense not is to our back. Yes. Uh, has their backs to us. Yep. Yes, so we're not seeing the offense really. All right, so here's your boy Bennett. Bennett is in the gun here. Got three receivers lined up, two to the right, one to the left. Bennett, quick toss to the boundary, and it is caught there by number 82, Lance McCutcheon. McCutcheon oh, he didn't need you to look that one up immediately. Yeah. No, it was good. That he's was a, good. He's a six foot three inch, two hundred and two pound second year man out of Montana State, George. Yeah. Well, I was able to look quickly down at the depth chart. Now. Nice. Which so. depth chart are you using? Uh, our Lance. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Because yeah. you know the Rams on their website have like the unofficial depth chart. It's not really all filled in. Yeah. So our lads, good use. Yeah. So it's a first down here now. So it'll be first and ten. With Bennett under center again, they're putting him under center a lot. Bennett, who's a you know a small, smallish kind of guy at five eleven at quarterback. Bennett takes the snap, seven step drop, looks left, now looks it over the middle, dumps it off to one of his tailbacks, number twenty one. Yeah, that's Zach Evans right there, there George. Yeah, Evans picks up. About five yards there, so it'll be second and five coming up. He's the sixth-round draft choice this season out of Mississippi. Played for Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. That's right. Yeah. Very good. See, we're filling in blanks here. This is impromptu play-by-play. -play. Right. Okay. With, with, that, with very little information right. and no spotter and no stats. So yes. Bennett under center again, second and five from, let's call it the 40-yard line of the defense. Bennett. Hands it off over to the left side. And trying to push the pile there, but not a ton of room for the tailback there. Couldn't see who it was. But I'm going to guess it was 21 again. George, I'm keeping my eye on number zero yeah. on the defense. Okay. He's an outside linebacker. Brian Young? Right. Yeah. Six foot two, 250-pound, 25-year-old rookie. Yeah. 25-year-old rookie from Tennessee, the seventh-round draft choice for the Rams this year. Okay. And they're going to be, as Artis Twyman told us earlier, possibly the youngest team in the league. And there's a bunch of young guys who are going to have to contribute to this team this year. Late-round draft choices, undrafted free agents as well. All right, let's take one more snap here, and then we'll go to break, and then we'll come back. Don't forget, Cam Akers going to join us. Actually, you know what? They're huddling up, so let's take a break here. Rack we've, got, we've, got, we've got a timeout on the field. We do. We should take one here as well. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll have maybe a little more play-by-play. -play. Cam Akers set to join us here shortly on the other side as well, so stick around. Sedano and Cap. From Rams Training Camp and your home of uh, your home of the Rams, 710 ESPN.